Thriving with Chronic Illness is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Thriving with Chronic Illness podcast, where we learn to thrive and to live the abundant life God offers in whatever season we're in. Though we might struggle with illness, our life and our calling is far from over. God wants us to live with impact, with purpose, and in constant dependence on Him. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm a ministry leader, and I am learning to thrive day by day with chronic illness and pain. In the past few episodes, we've been discussing some hard and complex stuff, issues that maybe you've had to wrestle with and and maybe you're still wrestling with. And today we're diving into a subject that can be really confusing for Christians, and that's anger. You may have heard me say in past episodes that I'm not a counselor, nor do I pretend to be, which is why today I felt it necessary, considering our topic, to invite a licensed counselor to join us. Today I have counselor, author, and speaker, Tanya Glasman, with us. Hi, Tanya. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. So like I said, Tanya, she's an author. She's a speaker. She's a graduate from Liberty University, and she's passionate about helping others live the life of freedom, joy, and peace that Christ died to give them. She has experience with individual, marital, family, and group counseling, and she works with a variety of populations and issues, specializing in women's trauma recovery. She herself is a survivor of traumatic childhood abuse. And her heart is that every woman would know God as the healer, the redeemer, and the restorer he desires to be for them. And she speaks and writes as my father's daughter. So if you look online, that's where you're going to find her. She offers hope and encouragement wrapped in grace, filled with truth, with the mission that every woman would know what it truly means to be a daughter of the King. And Tanya, anger is a tough subject in the faith community. Would you agree? Absolutely it is. I think sometimes we fear anger and, and therefore we suppress it. Why, why do you think anger is so hard for us to come to terms with, to maybe express or accept? You know, I think there's a lot of varying reasons for that. And many of them stem from what we were taught or how we were trained or what we observed in our childhood years. So if you grew up in a home where, one, you observed a lot of unhealthy conflict and it seemed to you that that conflict was the fruit of anger. So somebody got angry and then things kind of got out of control then you would correlate feeling out of control with the feeling of anger. And that Mm. can be very uncomfortable for some people. Some people are taught and trained that anger is not okay, that anger Mm. is a bad feeling. And, you know, as parents, we all do the best we can with what we know and what we have. And sometimes as parents, 
when what the message we want to get across to our kids is it's okay to feel angry. You just have to make sure that you handle your Mm -hmm. anger and cope Mm -hmm. with your anger in appropriate ways. The message instead that we pass on to our children or the message that was passed on to us was it's not okay to be angry. And so that's another kind of default that we can turn to when we do feel angry. It can feel like it's not okay. And so we kind of squish that down and um, repress it because it feels uncomfortable to us. And then some people, they're just wired in a way that anger feels uncomfortable to them. These are the more um, peacekeepers, passive Mm. uh, individuals that they're just, they like to keep things calm. That's what's Mm. most safe and comfortable and secure for them. So there's many reasons as believers that we can struggle with being okay with the feeling of anger. Mm -hmm. I've been reading a book and I love it. I would recommend it actually to anybody wrestling with just a variety of emotions. And it's called The Cry of the Soul by Dr. Allender and Dr. Longman. And in it, they make a distinction between righteous anger and unrighteous anger. And I hear with what you're talking about, sometimes we see what I would call unrighteous expression of anger. Mm -hmm. And we don't understand righteous expression of anger. So how would you, what would be the difference if somebody's trying to kind of figure that out? Well, um, in Ephesians 4.26, we're told to be angry and to sin not. I know uh, an example that immediately pops into my mind is if I'm in the grocery store and I see a parent mistreating their child, Mm. being tremendously Mm -hmm. critical or harsh or Uh, abusive in some kind of a way, I know that the justice button on the inside Mm -hmm. of me is pushed and it causes me to feel righteously angry. Now, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is it wrong for me to feel angry to see a child being mistreated? Absolutely not. That's not okay in um, in any place. How I handle my anger... Mm-hmm. is where I can determine whether I'm going to manage that righteously or not righteously. So if I went up to the mother in my righteous anger and started degrading her or screaming at her or putting her down, well, that would not be the godlike way to handle my anger in that moment. But then I could recognize why I was feeling angry and then choose to walk over to the mom and encourage her. Hey, I know it's hard. I've been there. I hope your day gets better. Or you know what? I think you're doing an amazing job of handling a difficult situation or, you know, what, whatever it may be. Uh, the, the feeling of anger sometimes is very valid and justified. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a matter of recognizing why we're feeling that Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. and choosing how can we still honor God in the way we express that feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that book, and I'll probably be referencing that book a lot in this conversation, just because I think they handled this topic so, so well. 
but he talked about one of the authors because it's a joint author authorship, but how often we respond too quickly in our anger. And he mm-hmm. encourages us to use when we feel angry to go to God and, and like you said, really digest like what is going on here? What am I really upset with? And I and I can give an example with this. I was wrestling with what in my in my heart felt like unforgiveness. Mm-hmm regarding someone who had been consistently hurtful to my daughter and there had been a new situation and I know that, you know, my daughter has processed it well and she's, she's prayed through it and she's at a a place where she's protecting herself in a wise way, which is necessary, but I have fear. Mm -hmm. So I was wrestling with God, with my, my anger towards this situation, towards this person and why I wasn't in a place of forgiveness, because that's what scripture calls, right? Mm. To forgive. Absolutely. And, and as I prayed on it, I realized what was going on was fear. Mm. I was afraid that my daughter would not keep the, the safe boundary that she had established and would experience hurt again. And so once I prayed on that and wrestled with, instead of suppressing it and shoving it down, I'm like, okay, Lord, this is what's going on within me. What's, how can I deal with this? Show me why I'm not being a good Christian mom right now is what kind of I was feeling. And once I did that, I was able to get to that layer. And then I was able to come home and have a conversation with my daughter. And I said, look, I'm scared. I'm, you know, I don't want to see you hurt again. And this is what's going on within me. And we were able to talk it out. And I, so I love how the author of the authors of that book talk about just taking time to evaluate. And you mentioned that as well, mm-hmm. to evaluate what's really going on. And I love some examples we have in scripture. And, and one is Job. And where he's really wrestling with God, and he's pretty, he's pretty verbally honest, <laughs> pretty bold. Absolutely, he he curses the day he was born, and and it sounds like I mean he's really he's wrestling with some tough stuff. But what I love about how God responds to him is he doesn't chastise him. He doesn't say he's like you have no right to be angry. Instead. Mm-hmm. He brings Job to the vastness of who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why would you, why is it important, do you think, for us to express our anger? Well, especially in relation to grief, when I'm working with clients, um, I Use the analogy of that Tupperware container that is stuffed full of something in the back of your refrigerator. And eventually you open the fridge and there's a smell and it takes a while to kind of identify where Mm -hmm. the smell is coming from. So you begin to clean out the fridge and then you find that thing and you open it up and it's green and fuzzy and disgusting. (laughs) And what I tell people is that grief in general waits for you. So I see women that maybe had a traumatic loss in their early 20s and now they're coming into my office in their 40s or 50s and they've mm-hmm. never given that grief the time and attention that it warrants mm-hmm. and, and it waits for them. And that trauma of loss is just as fresh 
when they take out the container and open the lid as mm-hmm. it is on the day that it happened. And and I would say the same thing is is true about anger. Any emotion that we experience um, is God-given mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. the degree that he gave us the ability to feel these things. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. Even Jesus felt angry in the temple. Mm-hmm. And and so anger in itself is not a negative feeling and can be a catalyst for healing and change mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. as you were talking about. Take it to the to the Father and say, Lord, here's my mm-hmm. heart, search me and know me, help me to decipher why I'm feeling this feeling. Because often the the initial thing that we think we're feeling the reason why is not really the reason why. Mm-hmm, Many mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. people feel angry in relationship because they don't feel appreciated. They don't feel valued. Mm-hmm. It's not really about the fact that the towel's thrown mm-hmm. on the floor again, right? right? right. So there's right. a deeper issue. And so if we do not give heed and attention, the appropriate mm-hmm. attention to whatever feelings we're having, including anger, they just kind of wait for us and like an untended to wound, mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. if I cut my leg open and it never gets tended to, eventually the infection of that leg is going to impact my mm-hmm. all over well-being. Mm-hmm. It's not just something you can compartmentalize and assume that it's not going to impact the rest of you. So people who fail to give proper and appropriate attention to their anger tend to become bitter, mm-hmm. resentful, mm-hmm. kind of even hard and harsh people. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they have failed to give room mm-hmm. to the emotion of anger and to work through and untie mm-hmm. the knot of mm-hmm. all the feelings that is associated with the feeling of anger in their heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one thing I forgot to mention, which I think is important, Tanya and Tanya and I have different views on healing, biblical healing. And so when I speak on the stages of grief and anger, I'm talking in relation to kind of coming to a place of acceptance with your illness, whether God heals us or doesn't this side of heaven. And when she speaks on grieving, she's talking about just, or anger, she's talking about grieving in general and and helping people as they're going through these journeys. And it's okay if in the Christian community, we have different views. And I think some of you are going, many of you are going to have different views than we have on these different things. And so just, that's why we always need to be processing with Jesus Mm -hmm. because he has a journey for us and he will speak truth to us in his timing and his way. And she talked about how when we don't give space to other emotions, it can come out as anger and it can come out as bitterness. And one thing I've found with my own journey God has been using this to bring other things to the surface that I wasn't aware were there. False identity, false security, Mm. false beliefs that I've had regarding him or regarding other people. And so it's just this journey of as I give space to my emotions and as I connect with him and process them with him so often. I love how Jesus did this in the scripture so often. People would ask him a question. And he would answer, give a different answer. Like he would give an answer to a question they weren't asking, but we know they must have been asking because he knows their hearts. Absolutely. And so I I think he does that with us as well. And I love this, going on um, what she was saying, what 
19th century theologian A.W. Tozer said, he said, even the sudden flash of anger is anything but a sudden eruption of the emotions. The quick-tempered man is one who broods over wrongs and thus conditions himself for the sudden fit of temper that seems to have no mental origins. And I believe what he's saying there basically is what Tanya, Tanya said. And I'm sorry, I keep my, I have a dear friend who pronounces her name differently. So I'm going to, I apologize for that. But as she was saying, when we don't feel, don't allow ourselves to feel, it can come up. We think it's the sudden outburst when it's not, it's that green gunk coming out all yep. of a sudden. And, and I love, when a friend of mine, well, she's actually an intern at the church I attend, and she gave an analogy that I found so, so beautiful. She was talking about a struggle she had in relation to something completely different, but just her own doubts and her own emotions regarding some situations. And she said she was really wrestling with God. And she, during that time, she, he, he gave her this understanding that when two people are wrestling they couldn't be any closer. And that spoke to me so deeply because sometimes I think we can feel like, because we're used to when we feel angry in the human realm, it often drives people away because we're afraid of anger. Even if it's handled appropriately, Yes, we are afraid of anger. And so we have become accustomed to thinking all anger drives people away. Well, we can, tr- we can translate that to our relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And assume we're driving him away when really, I, and to give an example, my daughter, she likes things. She likes to know what's ahead. She likes routine. She likes, she bonds deeply and for life. And when she was eight, we moved across the country to Louisiana and she lost her faith community. She lost her friends. She lost a lot of her stability. She lost, we were homeschooling at the time. She lost her homeschooling community and she was angry And normally she's kind of a a pleaser. She's got the personality of Ruth in the Bible. And so normally she doesn't really, she's learning, but she doesn't really express her anger outwardly. And, and in this moment, she started just yelling at me and she's like, mom, I hate you. And she slammed the door. And in that moment, I wasn't angry and I knew she didn't hate me. Mm-hmm. And I knew she wasn't angry at me. In that moment, the the only thing I wanted to do was grab her close and hold her mm-hmm. because I knew she was hurting. And I've always remembered that experience. I, I really feel like God gave me that because I went through a period, two periods where I was really, really angry with God. Mm-hmm. And one was when a dear friend died of brain cancer. And I went through a period I was I couldn't understand why he didn't heal her. I and and this I couldn't understand. This will sound bad, but why he brought our friendship together? Mm-hmm. Right, yep. because he knew this was going to happen. Right. Yep. And so I went through a period where I couldn't even pray. Mm. And and God kind of brought me to that place, like He did with with Job, where I didn't have all the answers. He didn't give me all the answers, mm-hmm. but I just reached a place where I said this stinks. Mm -hmm. I'm mad. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with you. And it was the same when I was really processing my illness and, Mm -hmm. and I went through a period where I didn't recognize. So I think now this was later. So I've, I've worked through my friend's death and now I'm at my own place and processing differently and thinking I should be more mature, right? More mature, more spiritually mature. And so I wasn't giving myself place to, to grieve and to feel. And, and again, I was, there was this distance, emotional distance between God and I, and I want to be careful because I, I think we sometimes rely too much on our emotions and we might, he might feel distant and be, you know, completely close. So I'm not trying to say that, but I was sensing this distance and, and a song came on and I don't even remember what the song was, but in the moment, just, I sensed God saying me, I'm here. Mm. And in that moment, it was just, my anger just evaporated Mm -hmm. because to me, just knowing that he knew I was angry and it was like, he was saying to me, it's okay. I get it. I'm here. And, and just knowing that really helped me to, to get to a, to a new place. And, and so let's talk about feeling with God. I mentioned that a lot because I, to me, and I, I, I sense that in your book as well, because I've, I've actually read her book, my father's daughter. And I, and at, and it's a journey of you processing your own stuff. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I, I am with you, Jen. I, there have absolutely been moments in my life where, um, I have experienced a tremendous amount of anger. You know, as an abuse survivor between the age of two and 14, I was molested mm-hmm. by seven different men. My I'm mother sorry. was a drug addict and an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. She died of a drug overdose when I was 27. And, and that was definitely one of the times that I was very angry with the Lord because I had really been believing for restoration of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and when she mm-hmm. passed away, that all hope was lost of me ever kind of having a mama. Mm-hmm. And then another time I was really angry with the Lord was uh, in 2012 when my 13-year-old daughter was diagnosed with stage two lymphoblastic mm-hmm. lymphoma. Wow. And uh, we began a two and a half year journey of uh, battling cancer and battling for her life. And of all the things I had ever been through that were hard, though that was the hardest. Nothing mm-hmm. like watching your baby hurt kind of like you mm-hmm. were referencing earlier. And once when Brooke was diagnosed, I, I too was very angry. I had been a Christian women speaker and writer. I traveled all over the country, mm-hmm. standing on platforms, talking about the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And really and truly, that was the first really hard thing that mm-hmm. I had encountered since I had accepted Jesus Christ in, into my heart as my Lord and Savior, because I had not then raised a believer. And mm-hmm. so all of my hard stuff had kind of been pre Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then I accepted Jesus. And this was the first really Mm -hmm. hard thing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't talk to God for three whole months. My father's daughter, here I was with my arms folded and my eyes cast down and I was hot. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I realized and what I share with other clients now is like you're saying, Mm -hmm. anger in itself, God knows us better than we know ourselves. He Mm -hmm. knows the inward parts of us and the depths of our heart. And Mm -hmm. when we are angry, he already knows we're angry. He knows all the thoughts behind our anger and all the feelings. There's nothing that we hide from him. Mm -hmm. And he would rather us run boldly to his throne of grace in our time of need with our anger Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than for us to kink our own hose 
and deprive ourselves of the life source that only he has the ability to be in those very hard situations that cause us to be angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think too, cause I, you know, as you're talking about like the goodness of God and I want to, I want to touch on that for a minute. Sometimes when we experience difficulties, it can reveal sometimes I think we tie God's faithfulness to ours, Right. And, mm-hmm. and if, if things are going great, then we must be doing what we should be doing as a Christian. Yep. And if things are difficult, then that must mean that we're being punished or God has forgotten us or ignoring us. And, and we don't, we may not realize a, that that's how we're processing it. Cause I think sometimes we just fall into a mindset that we're not fully sure. You talked sure. about learning not to feel, I think sometimes, and that can yes. disconnect us from what's really going on. And then B, we, when we look at it that way, we, we're making a theological statement which, which denies grace, right? Absolutely. Absolutely we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know you, you talk about how God is, is compassionate and merciful mm-hmm. and, and he's a good father. He's not like, oh, you messed up here. So I'm, you know, I'm going to do this thing over here. He's not that way at all. He's He's a God of grace who responds to our mistakes by dying for us. I mean, gracious. Look at the illustration of the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. The son who wandered away and made a lot of stinky bad choices Mm -hmm. came to the end of himself in the midst of a pig pen. And because he was hungry, not because he was sorry, Mm. not because Mm. he realized he'd made a big fat mistake or dishonored his father, but because his tummy was growling as boys do. Mm -hmm, (laughs) He he walked home to his dad and the whole way he rehearsed in his heart the speech he was going to give his father begging for forgiveness. It says his father saw him from a long way off, Mm -hmm. which implies that he was looking for him Mm -hmm, to come mm -hmm. home. Waiting, yes. Wasn't holding on to anger or bitterness or unforgiveness or waiting to offer shame to him. Ran to meet him, cut him off in the midst of his speech, put a ring on his finger and a robe on his back and shoes on his feet and said, let's throw a party. My son has come home. Mm -hmm. Didn't hold any of the things against him. Mm -hmm. Knew that he had Mm -hmm. made some bad choices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is such a beautiful illustration of the goodness and the kindness and the mercy and the grace of our heavenly father in, in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, and I know, you know, just speaking on this topic of dealing with anger and processing all the hard stuff. One thing I love in the cry of the soul is, is the authors talk about how the emotions that we feel speaking of what we would label negative emotions, Mm -hmm. they point really, and I'm paraphrasing, but to our longing for heaven and for like the, for, for how things should be. Yes. And so when we're, when we're angry, we're saying this isn't right. And I love this quote because I think it's so, so important. And I want to, I want to end on this and it's from, from the book, Cry of the Soul. And he said, he being God invites us to pour out our anger before him so that our anger might be eventually turned against the one who most deserves it, the evil one. And my, my future son-in-law, he, I love how he's been processing the coronavirus because my, he and my daughter are getting married in May. 
everything's been changed. And so we record these podcasts ahead of time. And so just, it'll be done by the time this releases, but everything's changed. And the wedding will be 10 people in our backyard this day that they have been anticipating for life, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just, he will periodically say, just, I, I hate the coronavirus. I'm mad at the coronavirus. His anger is directed at the proper place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And so it's okay for me dealing with illness and pain to say, I'm mad at pain. Yes. I'm and at loss and what isn't that should be right. or is that shouldn't be. Right. Absolutely. Right. And I know God says, yes, <laughs> I, am, I am angry at pain and illness yes. and yes. hurt. And, and so I can, I can be angry at those things with my Savior. And he is angry with you. Yes. Absolutely. He holds all your tears in a bottle. Now, this is a huge topic, and we're not going to be, obviously, we weren't able to address everything. So I really hope you will connect with Tanya later, and you can find her, myfathersdaughter.com. You can find her on Facebook under the same name, My Father's Daughter. You can find her wherever you find podcasts at My Father's Daughter as well. So basically, just search My Father's Daughter. You will find her. And I just hope you will continue processing this thing, this, this emotion and, and everything related, really every emotion you have. And just, if I can just say one thing, it's just run to Jesus. Amen. Just run and, to Jesus. Right. And, and be honest and, and ask him, Lord, how do I process this? Help me process this. And he will. He is so, so, so faithful. Thank you for listening today. I hope you found it encouraging. I hope maybe that it gave you some things to think about. I would love it if you would subscribe. We're going to have great episodes coming up and make sure to share it. And it would be a real encouragement to me if you would rate this episode. This helps others to find it and also gives me a little feedback. Thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to be here, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. And I just encourage you to lean into God and know that he loves you, that he's got you, he won't let you go, and he is with you. Thriving with Chronic Illness is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a review in your podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the podcast. To hear more from Jennifer Slattery, be sure to check out her fantastic site, holyloved.com. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more podcasts like this, head over to lifeaudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, 
and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.